Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. Before we delve into some F1 action, we wanted to let you know the GeForce Podcast has been entered into a contest hosted by Rode Microphones. If you enjoy listening to our episodes or are here for the first time and like our content, please go ahead and vote for the GeForce Podcast at myroadcontest.com. That's M-Y-R-O-D-E-C-O-N-T-E-S-T dot com. We really appreciate all of your support and with all of your votes for the GeForce Podcast. Now then, let's get back into the racing action. We're entering weekend two of a total three races in a row of Formula One action. And it's the first of two weekends in Austria. So this is a pretty important episode to tune into. I mean, of course, all of our episodes are important to listen to, except maybe the first two. Last weekend was the French Grand Prix. We said that Mercedes would take a 1-2. And to be fair, they were the leading two spots at some point in the race. Max Verstappen on pole led the field into turn one, only to go in too hard and aggressively, and then slightly oversteer wide, which allowed Hamilton to pass him. Quite an exciting start. And the race stayed really interesting throughout, despite the craziness of the runoff area at Paul Ricard. The key thing for the French Grand Prix was the pitch strategy. Some teams chose to go in for a one-pit race, swapping on hard tires at their pit to try and stay out as long as possible without losing precious time in the pits. The trade-off is hard tires have less grip, therefore each lap is slower than that of one with a medium or a soft tire. Mercedes decided to pursue a one-pit strategy throughout the race, whereas Red Bull decided to bank on a two-pit strategy. This was pretty much the reverse storyline of the Spanish Grand Prix from earlier this year, where Red Bull went for a one-pit most of the race, and Mercedes did two pit stops as their strategy. In that race, Lewis Hamilton eventually caught up to and then overtook Max Verstappen on the final laps. So would the reverse happen in France? Well first, Verstappen overtook Valtteri Bottas for second. Shortly followed by Sergio Perez overtaking Bottas for third. Then on lap 52 of 53, magic. Verstappen overtook Lewis Hamilton, thus securing the win just a lap later. Pretty crazy how important these pit stop strategies really are, and also crazy to think about. A different tire compound makes up the same, actually more time back from saving on the track than what you would lose if you went for another pit. It's pretty crazy to think about and these race strategies are extremely important. So after France, this is how the drivers stack up in points. Verstappen builds on his lead over Hamilton with 131 points over Hamilton's 119. In third place, is Sergio Perez with 84, thanks to snagging that third podium spot. 
fourth is Lando Norris, still the only driver to have scored a point in every race this season. In fifth now is Valtteri Bottas, getting some decent points with fourth despite being failed by the team strategy for Pitts to lose out on that podium spot. For constructor points, Red Bull also built on their lead over Mercedes with 215 points versus 178 points. It just goes to show having both of your drivers finish ahead of the other two drivers from the other team, it, it, it helps out a lot, doesn't it? Third is McLaren with 110 points and fourth is Ferrari with 94. Then down in fifth is AlphaTauri with 45. Now I think that 45 is low, but given the season AlphaTauri are having, it seems a little bit lower than what realistically the successes have been for that team. Now we gotta shift gears for quite an interesting set of races ahead of us. This weekend, we're in Austria at the Red Bull Ring for the Styrian Grand Prix. And then next weekend, in Austria, at the Red Bull Ring for the Austrian Grand Prix. Same track and same layout for back-to-back -back weekends because pandemic logistics. It's actually the same situation as what happened last year with the opener races for the season in 2020. So this should be another series of interesting weekends. Now aside from being the home for Red Bull Racing, in case you couldn't tell from the name, the Red Bull Ring also has some other interesting facts and bits to it. It started out as the Osterreichring, built in 1969 as Austria's main racing venue, and was built into the Styrian hillside by all the mountains. However, the original layout proved to be too lenient with track speeds, and unfortunately in 1975, Mark Donahue died in a crash at the first turn, a super fast right-hander. In 1976, the track was updated to add a chicane at turn one, slowing down the corner. But even this wasn't enough to keep the track on the F1 circuit long term. So 1986 was the last F1 event held at the Osterreichring. In the 90s, the track was redesigned and renamed the A1 Ring. The track length dropped from 3.7 miles down to 2.7 miles, and the fastest corners had been fully redesigned. From 1996 to 2003, the A1 ring was the site for the Austrian Grand Prix on the F1 calendar. Then in 2014, the track came back onto the calendar, although rebranded as the Red Bull ring. The track layout stayed the same as the A1 ring. And ever since then, it's been the host for the Austrian Grand Prix. And for the second year in a row now, we get a double dose by featuring the Styrian Grand Prix as well. Anyway, back to the track layout. It's one of the shortest circuits on the F1 calendar for this year. And it also has one of the quickest laps. For example, Max Verstappen set a time of 1 minute 3.9 seconds to qualify on pole position for this weekend, which is a quick preview of what to expect. That's ridiculously quick. This track has 9 turns and is a clockwise track, 
and it has three almost equivalent straights back to back to back. So what are we expecting for this weekend? And then also for next weekend? Well, the Red Bulls look real quick. Verstappen taking pole and Perez taking fourth. However, the Mercedes cars also look really strong, with Hamilton and Bottas qualifying for second and third. And they both took wins at the circuit last year, so maybe that's also an indication of what they can really do at this track. However, Bottas was assessed a three-place penalty due to spinning out in the pit lane itself during one of the practice sessions. It was actually a pretty crazy thing to watch. He had just leaving the pits from his own pit entrance, and he spun out almost immediately and almost hitting some of the driving crew of the McLaren team. Not a great situation. It seems like maybe one of his tires was not fully warmed up and it just didn't hook up. But that nonetheless cost him three spots for his qualifying. Instead, Lando Norris will start from third after a fantastic qualifying session. So what would we want to see over these next two races? The biggest thing is different winners. We got that last year, although both of them were Mercedes drivers, but maybe we can get the same or even better, two different teams winning the races. We'd actually love to see Botas be able to pull off a win either this weekend or next weekend. He seems to be on some tough luck this year with his team, and so maybe a win can really help him snap out of it. Also, seeing a Red Bull win either this weekend or the next one at their home track would be absolutely fantastic. Just imagine how crazy the fans would be. One note about that also. This is the first time Red Bull start from pole at their home track, so maybe there's some chance Verstappen can get the win. But realistically, can we expect major differences between this weekend and next? I mean, there is a chance we could get the exact same race back to back. But I think the teams will be making some big changes for next weekend based on this weekend's practice, qualifying, and race results. Two teams that come to mind for improvements, Ferrari and Aston Martin. Both teams only got one driver in the top 10. And more specifically for Aston Martin, Sebastian Vettel only qualified in 14th. So I think there is room for them to improve during the race, and then also to take some big learnings into next weekend. But what are your thoughts? Are you excited for back-to-back -back races at the Red Bull ring? Can Red Bull win at least one of these races? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at GeForcePodcast. Podcast.